Yo, what up? We are back with another episode of Big Ten Coast to Coast. Boy, Ant, along with Matt. How are you, sir? What's up? Happy Easter. It's been a while since we did an episode. I was just telling Ant before the podcast. I was like, I don't think we've done an episode since Hunter decided to put his name in the transfer portal. That is how long it's yeah, been. Um, actually, I think we didn't even do one for the national championship game um, after that finished. So we we've taken a nice break because we were working our butts off there at the end. And I mean, Ant still is, but um, you know, college basketball now is portal season. It's all about the transfer portal. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, it's it's been quiet for like two days. Just looked it up. Nobody's hit the portal for forty eight hours, which is crazy but you know, i fully expect there to be some uh, some more names hitting it here soon um this upcoming week you know how that goes so i mean yeah i we had uh was it joe tipton saying the next 48 hours are gonna be a busy 48 hours yeah he did so yeah that's gonna be real interesting there's gonna be several guys um Guys like uh, Jonathan Pierre, the Nova Southeastern Division II guy, like 6'9", 6'10", guard. He's probably going to go like Memphis. Um, Like Jalen Cohn, the kid from Northern Arizona, who's a former, like, decent four-star prospect. I believe he's out of, like, Virginia Tech. He chooses between a couple yeah. of high majors, so that should be interesting. Um. When it comes to when it comes to the like to like the Big Ten though, um, want to talk about like each team just like right quick just to see where they are like what they're doing. Sure, let's, um, do it. let's talk about Wisconsin first. Um, because right now I'm currently looking at you know guys who left or come in. They've only had Jordan Davis leave. Um, and then they had Noah Reynolds from Wyoming come in. So Noah Reynolds was like a combo guard type. And I'm looking at the roster. Yeah. And I'm like, it's a little crowded. It's a little crowded. And I think they're going to have a domino fall at some point. I think a domino is going to fall at some point. Um, Because you have Max Klesman coming back, right? Uh, You have Connor Sijian coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Who else do you have? Uh, you have Tyler Wall. Well, I'm talking about just like guards. You oh, have, guards. I mean, Hepburn uh, is in question, right? Yeah, that's kind of like where I'm at. I'm like, is like, is he about to leave, or is someone else about to leave? Because I know Jordan Davis left. Um, transferred out, right. but. But there's like five guys on the perimeter right now. And you're just like, okay, like how is this gonna work? You know? And I feel that yeah. someone's about to leave. And I don't know who it is. But there's been you know rumors swirling about Hepburn. Um the whole his relationship with Hunter Salas, the kid from Gonzaga, who's a former top ten recruit, went out there for absolutely no reason. Twice two <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then, you know, he he he, sh- he should have pulled last year. As soon as they got Smith and Bolton returned, like, why was he still there? Like, it it just it just didn't make sense. Even if he was going to 
start on that team, you're still sharing the court with like four dudes. It didn't make any sense to me at all. Um, but when it comes to Wisconsin, I think they're going to have another domino fall. And you know, I'm not sure how Wisconsin fans are going to feel about it, but it's going to be someone. It's going to be someone, I think. Um, are you, are you kind of in that same page? Because the backcourt is just really clogged to me right now between McGee, Asigian, Klesman, Hepburn, and the, the new guy, Reynolds. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, <laughs> there's so many guards there that can play and all play yeah, very like similar minutes. Yeah. 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 Whenever something doesn't make sense to you, it either means that someone's making a bad choice by staying or something's going to happen. Right. You know what I mean? Um, the Wisconsin situation is weird. I do think, though, having less attrition in and out is usually good for long-term success. So I I still think that Wisconsin is going to be in a decent position uh, no matter what. And I don't think you're you're going to see them at the in like the bottom five next year. Would you agree with that? No, I think again, Wisconsin's a team returns so many minutes. And you, team, you see, what teams return a ton of minutes. I think, um, like IU last year returned so many minutes, right? Um, and when you do that, yeah. I mean, it's just it, the the floor is lo- uh, higher. That's what I'm trying to say. The floor is higher, right? And I think the floor for Wisconsin yeah, is higher than a ton of teams right now in the Big Ten, you know, including IU and Illinois and all these teams that are uh, right now, like, building their rosters. So, like, as of April 9th, I don't see them really falling out of that top four or five places. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Illinois. Illinois. So they've had five move on. We're going to count Sky Clark here. So Sky Clark, Jaden Epps, um, RJ Melendez, Connor Servin, Brandon Lee. So Servin was, I believe, a walk on. Um, Then you have Brandon Lee, limited minutes as like a third center situation. RJ Melendez, you know, we were kind of high on him coming into this year, um, but he just for some reason, just did not perform. Yeah. He had his flashes. He had his flashes, but really disappointing in terms of like where like we kind of saw him. Uh, and then you had two of your freshman guards who came in to run the point guard spot are now leaving, are now gone. Mm-hmm. Sky to Louisville, who committed like three minutes after Illinois lost. Like that was not by coincidence. No, no, that was pre-planned. That was premeditated, as they Which say. Which was weird because the reasons for him leaving were for, you know, you know, he's you no, know, he had to like take his take, you know, step away from the team. Da, 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 da. So for him to kind of do that, like that, like there was some, there was some uh that was definitely a shot. That was definitely a shot at them. Which just didn't make sense for this for the situation that he was claiming to go through. Yeah, I mean, it just makes me sound like he's got some sort of 
you know, bad feelings towards, you know, the staff, right, for the way Which things went no down. Sense. He started. He started almost every game. The- I know, but I mean, you know, you've got to understand with, with a lot of these young guys now, they, they get promised things, and then they, you know, he got injured, right, and then he wasn't starting. This is what, and, a 56 you know, school in five or six years? like. Yeah, I mean, I think at some point that kid's going to have to – and I don't know the specifics, but I'm assuming that kid is probably going to have to to have a sit down and have a tough talk about what is going on, right? Yeah, but he does get to go to Louisville and run the show. But, um, but I don't know. I think it's one of those additions by subtractions things. But the way that Illinois sits right now, they don't really have a team. Um, they don't have because on top of the five guys leaving, you have, um. You have um, Meyer has exhausted his eligibility. Shane and Coleman are you know, right. kind of back and forth between the transfer, not the transfer form, but back and forth between returning uh, and going to the NBA draft. Um, so right now there are there are a lot of spots wide open. Um, and they did add, they add like a preferred walk-on from South Dakota, but, but like nobody real serious yet has committed to them. And I'm kind of waiting for that first domino to drop. Yeah, <laughs> that they last year well, it was right around this time that that uh, Meyer committed, right? It was it was like fairly early no, in the Meyer, transfer portal. No, I thought. no, no, no. Meyer didn't do anything until after the Julie Combine, so that's not, mm. so that's not for another like month or so or something. Like that. Okay, yeah, so, so Illinois be waiting for a bit for the transfers. Uh, I can look it up. Yeah, I, I really want to know when that day was. Because was it was it Meyer or was it Danger? One of the, the Baylor transfers I thought was pretty early. Well, Danger came in during the winter of 21-22. Okay, that's probably what I'm thinking about. I thought they, they had oh, one, and they're like, oh, there's more. <laughs> there's more Baylor guys. Um, yeah, like May, end of May, like mid-end of May. Every article yeah, I'm looking yeah, yeah. at was from end of May, um, May 27th, May 31st, May 28th, okay, May 27th. Okay. It's almost June. Damn. Yeah. So, like, really late, really, really late in the game. But I had been told before he was even going to – before he even hit the portal, G League, whatever, I was told – I have screenshots. I put screenshots and everything. It was, like be, like, the first week of May was like Matthew Myers going to hit the portal and commit to Illinois. He, then he hit the yeah. portal when G League left, committed to Illinois. When everybody thought he was going to North Carolina. Crazy, man. Absolutely crazy. Um, let's talk about Indiana. Because they're on sure. my little list here. Um, Logan Duncan. Uh, you know, you felt that he could have maybe had a role this past year, but but didn't because TJD played a lot of minutes and and the uh, and your other bigs were pretty good too. Like Malik Renew probably was a bit better earlier than a lot of people thought, um, but he went to Xavier, which is you know, yep interesting spot. Xavier is a really Renew. You mean Duncan? Duncan. He went to Xavier. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And then you had Tamar Bates, Jordan Geronimo, uh, Nathan Childress. I don't even know who, who that is. Probably. He's a walk-on. Uh-huh. Gotcha. 
So Tamar Bates, do you know where he's where he's headed? I actually have no info on that. Um, I do know that K State is heavily involved, and again, he's from Kansas City originally before he went to IMG. So I, like personally, like I would remind a return home for him. I think that'd be fun to root for. Um, I know there was whispers of him going to 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 Michigan, right? But I don't think that's happening anymore, given that the, the players that they brought in. So um, I'm fairly interested to see where he, he lands up and what the market is for him, um, given that he's a guy that underperformed for two years at IU, right, and had so much promise coming in and even showed glimpses of his freshman and sophomore years, but just couldn't put it all together, right? So I'd be interested to see which coach wants to take the experiment That is Tamar. He is six six. But he played. But he played a four, right? Tamar no, Jordan Geronimo. Geronimo is six six. Yeah, but he played the four. Yes, because he has like a forty inch vert. He's crazy athletic. He was really limited then. Like, like yeah, he got the four. That's really limited, and he couldn't really like stretch the four if I, either. Um, yeah, his shot was like really hit or miss. Um, there was glimpses of it. He would hit a three in a game and you'd be like, oh, and then he'd get like, oh, a three the next game. And you'd be like, oh, um, just too many streaky shooters on the IU roster last year. You know, Tamar Bates is one of those guys, you know, he sees one go in, he's going to, he's going to have like 15 points, but if one doesn't go in, he's going to be like, oh, six, the same thing with like Geronimo, right? You can't have too many of those guys in your roster, otherwise it becomes infuriating. Yeah. Um, and then transfers in. I know you guys are waiting on um on the big one. Um he hasn't committed yet if you're listening to this. But then you have another do you have anyone yeah. else that you're eyeing? I know Dalton Connect is out there. Um is he Ledlam and Connect are the names that have been floated around um IU seriously. Okay. Um, I don't have any information on if they're going to commit or not for sure. Um, but I do know that I'm very confident in a wear commitment here, um, coming up very soon. He was supposed to have an Alabama visit. IU Twitter melted down for about five hours when Joe Tipton, you know, kind of tweeted out that he was going to take the Alabama visit and teams were like, you know, the fans were like, oh my gosh, here goes another player. Visits IU, everybody gets excited that he's going to commit, and then he goes and visits another place and commits there. Um, and then he canceled the visit. So that's usually good news. Uh, let's see. Iowa, I always remain pretty steady. They have a couple guys that left, but they weren't real. Once call them needle movers, Aaron Ulis and Josh Ugandelli. Ugandelli. I mean, they they barely played. Eulis played more than Ugandelli, but they they weren't major rotation pieces. Yeah, because Ugandelli was like well, he was he was uh, he was behind Robracha quite a bit, and then even when Robracha would come out, they would more rather have Chris Murray at the five than anything else. Just go small with yes. him, McCaffrey, and uh, Sanford. At the uh, three, then McCaffrey and Perkins, yeah. boom, done deal. 
They would much rather that than put in Ugandeli in there to play him just to just to play him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, like I I like this Iowa team. I do, but I don't know how they. I don't know how they replace Chris Murray. Well, how do you? How do you? Re- no, I, it's impossible, right? So they're going to have to change their play style, obviously. Um, no, that- they're going to play the same. With Sanford and McCaffrey there still, I just think you move everybody down some. I mean, but you're not going to have that do-it-all forward that can just take over games, right? Like Chris Murray ain't there. That's going to have to change, right? Like, So there's going to be more onus on a McCaffrey, right? And there's going to be more onus on, on Rebracha and the rest of the guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they really believe in their recruitments coming in. Um, Who do they got coming in? Who's the freshman coming in? They have Price Stanford. Sanford. Another Sanford? Great. I love that. Price Stanford. Sanford's coming in. Um, they have a big dude who has really decent footwork. Owen Freeman is coming in. Uh, okay. They have a four coming in from uh, St. Benedict's. Uh, Lodgy Dembele, and then uh, you got Brock Harding from Illinois. Um, so they're just gonna, I mean, Iowa's slowly gonna just become a team of brothers. So all the all the brothers, you had the Murray yeah. brothers, now you got the Sanford brothers, you already had the McCaffrey brothers, and you're still gonna have another one. Yeah, the 2025 kid who's coming up, 6'8", six, 6'8", eight. Six, eight McCaffrey, and of course, the younger one's always the best one, right? That is how that works. How that works with the Paul brothers. <laughs> oh man! Uh, so Iowa, we'll see what they end up doing this year. Maryland, uh, Maryland's in the mix with Hunter Dickinson. Um, uh, yeah, they were able to get Jameer Young back, which was big. Uh, Dante Scott is like being real weird right now, though. He's like floundering. I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, Akeem Hart transferred out. That was weird to me. Honestly, that was weird to me. yes, I didn't understand. Like, I don't know what he's looking for. Um, I, I know right. he put his name in the draft, but if he returns to college, it won't be at Maryland. I don't understand that. I just don't get that. Do you understand? I don't because I don't get that for either side. I don't get that for Hart because again, you'd be your second year with the same point guard and the same coach. You know, you should improve. One of the top options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that doesn't really make any sense. And then for Maryland, it's like, why would you – not that you can, like, let him leave, but, like, why would you fight for him more? Right? It, it like, feels that way. Like, you you need him on that roster next year, especially with, you know, Dante Scott. So – I feel like they were like, eh. Whatever. Yeah, I know. That's what it feels like to be. And I I don't know. He's too good of a player to be like, eh. There had to be some kind of disconnect. But Akeem Hart, like, isn't he from Baltimore? I think so, yeah. Isn't he from Baltimore? So, like, he's, he's like, 45 minutes away. So, so like, that in itself just – What if he goes to Georgetown? No, 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 no. No, he's from Philly. Hakeem Hart's from Philly? He's from Philly. He went to Roman. That makes sense. He, mm. he went to Roman. He grew. 
in college, in college, like now he's what six eight. He had first committed at six three, one sixty to St. Joe's. These late bloomers, man. Geronimo, but that's what I want to say about Geronimo. Back to you. Geronimo was a late bloomer. Geronimo was a late bloomer. He, I think he started playing basketball late, and he didn't grow until like he was like a junior. So, so he was just like six one with bounce. He was six one with bounce, and then became six six with bounce, and not a ton of basketball skills. How uh, you picked him up? That's a. That's unfortunate. That's unfortunate because he has like crazy long long arms too, though. He's got crazy long arms. He's got a 40-inch vert. He's 6'6", six, six, and can play multiple positions. I genuinely think that if given the right development, he could probably play the three. But IU just then, couldn't get it right with him. And then with – this is so weird. So when Akeem Hart, you're starting three, leaves, right? Yeah. I Cornish – has gone too. And he was a small. Mm-hmm. Do you understand that? No, I don't. I I don't understand this roster right now for Maryland. But I think things start to fall into place. You get a guy like Hunter, right? And then Reese goes to the four. Then you have to figure out the three spot. And there'll be probably a ton of people wanting to play with uh, Jameer Young. And then a Julian Reese and Hunter Dickinson. That'd be fun. How does I don't even know how that even makes sense? How does how does Reese and Hunter make sense? Please, please tell me. Because Hunter can spread the floor, um, and Reese. So just turn him into Jabari Smith. No, you don't want to turn him into Jabari. <laughs> no, but I think they both can. They can work together. It would just be – I don't think it would be modern offense. So if you do that, then you're just you're, you're just unserious. Oh, yeah. No, it's an unserious move for sure. Unserious. It's an unserious move, but it's fun. Yeah, it is fun. And, you know, like they'll win some games. They'll be competitive in the Big Ten. But when it comes to the NCAA tournament – it's that's just that's just not happening. I do think that Reese is dynamic enough defensively to be like play the four and be able to switch on to like smaller guys. Like again, he's TJD light, ideally, right? Ideally, remember he's like he's like zero cal two JD, right? Yeah, I know, so but I, I I still think he could probably do that if given the role to oh, at a well enough. At a decent enough level, right? In the higher play of the five. But offensively, the spacing would be a mess. So that's why I've I've been seeing Hunter linked to Maryland the whole time. I'm kind of like, why would he go there when he just did that for two years at Michigan? Like he just spent two years and he spent the one year where he had, um, you know, who's sharing the big spot with Diakite, and then this year they're playing the two big lineup of him and Terrace. Like, why would he go to a place where he's already seen the fact that it doesn't work when he's on the floor with another big? So why would he go there? And and Maryland just hired his high school coach, Mike Jones. Oh. 
just hired his high school coach a couple of days ago. Well, that that makes more sense, but still, it doesn't make sense from like a basketball playing yeah. perspective. Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense. I would love to watch it and see how he's able to work through that, like like how that's. It'd be so weird to see him in a Maryland uniform. It would be weird, but you know he is from the area. I respect it. Um, Minnesota, Ben Johnson. Uh, I think he's in trouble. Yeah, and it's not because I don't think he's a bad coach. I just he's just really like Minnesota is. I mean, I'm even talking to guys who played there, um, and they're like, you know, Minnesota is at a high major conference. They're not anywhere near a high major program. Um, no. Like, you lose – they lose three starters on a, from a bad team. You can't yep. see that as being a positive, but they're not replacing them. Like, they don't really have anyone else, really, that's come in. Um your best player, Jamison Battle, goes to Ohio State. Jaden Henley, he committed to DePaul so fast, I didn't even know that he was at the portal. Like, that's how fast he committed to DePaul. Um, Talon Cooper, I thought he, he was yeah. very underwhelming this year. Um, but he was but, – but, he, but he's a good player. I remember yeah. watching – I believe it was at Moorhead State. I believe it was at Moorhead State. Um, and like he, mm-hmm. he looked good, big guard, like six four, six five, like two hundred pounds. Um, can do a lot of things. He's he's going to South Carolina. Um, Trey Thompson, I think he's, I think he's a solid, a solid big dude. Uh, he's he just needs to be coached up a bit. Um, probably field himself a little bit too much too. Like, like he came in. Yeah. He, he came into Minnesota like no tats. Now he's got like a full sleeve. I'm like, bro, like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here, Doc? Like, relax. Calm down. Calm down. It's all good. It's okay. It's okay. But he's a decent player. You know, seven feet. Uh, yep. Like 210, 215. He's going to end up going to Stetson. Going to Stetson. 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 Trey Thompson. I believe he was a four. He's either four or a or a high three star. Um, coming out of coming out of high school, I thought he was a really good get, really really nice get. I don't know why he would leave, knowing that he was going to get a lot of playing. Well, actually, with Pharrell Payne. I can see why he wouldn't come back because Pharrell with Payne and Garcia. Yeah, for yeah, Pharrell Payne's legit. So yeah, so he was a three star, uh, top two hundred guy. Uh, he's from well, not from Indiana. He just went to Lalu. Yeah, it doesn't count. Those that guys doesn't, don't count. That doesn't, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't count. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Uh, he's from Minnesota, from Minnesota. Look, I think Minnesota has pieces there that are good. Like, I, I, I think Payne's good. Breathing pieces? Yes. You know what? They're good in the places that they don't really need to be great at. They're good. Like, I like Olu, and I like – but those are two yep. 
front court players. I also I don't mind Garcia either. He's got stuff to figure out, but like the the talent's there. But it's another but but it's another front court guy. That's what I'm saying. Is they have pieces. They just have pieces like like you said. They have pieces in the wrong places. It's a guards game. Yeah, it's a guards game, and your best players are in the front court, and and they're not going to be. Hey, Walker, calm down. Hi, Walker. <laughs> He's in a good mood because he had like a lot of chocolate and all this. Had a lot of chocolate. Oh, it's it's Easter. He's supposed to have a lot of chocolate. That's how it works. Did you do a? Did he do a? a yeah, we Easter did a hunt. Uh, yeah, we had like like so many eggs. We had so many eggs, so many eggs. We split it between outside and inside, like so many eggs. My parents used to do like the Easter egg hunt, but they would just put all the eggs in one basket. But what they would do is they would leave clues around the house about where the baskets were. And we had to run to the next clue. It was fun when you're like eight years old. It felt like a puzzle, you're, like running around the entire house. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That's fun. Um, Nebraska. Nebraska's been kind of a sleeping, not, I'm not going to call them a sleeping giant. Um, but they're a, I think they're going to be sleeping giant, Nebraska ball. (laughs) Um, I think they're going to, I think they're, they're really trying to make some moves with Hunter Salas. Um, they're trying to make some moves Mm -hmm. with another kid. I forgot his name starts with like a, like a W it's like West, Wester, Wesley, something like that. Something like that. Um, they're trying to make some moves with him. Um, he actually requested to like want to like talk to Nebraska. Like very rarely that happens, right? Another backcourt player, and we mentioned before Chucky Hepburn's relationship with Hunter Salas. They're very very close. They're both from Nebraska. Um, you know who who knows what they want to play together again? Who knows if that's you know you know can that can that be at Nebraska? Can that Walker, Walker. <laughs> like, can that, like, can that be at Nebraska? Will that be at a school like Creighton, who just lost Nemhard or someone like that? We'll see, right? We'll see. I think someone's going to benefit, yeah, Creighton or Nebraska. I just don't know who yet. I think that's super interesting. I hope for the league it's Nebraska. I guess you're losing Penn State. You're straight up like Penn State's not going to be towards the top half of the conference next year. I just don't see it. Right. I think they're still going to be tough, though, because I think they're going to get Ace Baldwin. I think they may get Deloach. I think they're going to be able to fill in some guys around them. Yeah, I, they're going to be they're going to be tougher than like when I you say Penn State basketball, but they're not going to be. I'd put them above Minnesota. Well, I, I, well, I'd put every team in the Big Ten above Minnesota. <laughs> I'm going to say that's two guys on scholarship, and I would still put them over Minnesota right now. Right, exactly. But I, I, I would put Nebraska with Hunter Silas, Chucky Hepburn. If that does end up happening, I would probably put them in the top half of the conference. Can you – is Kisei coming back, or is he done? No, Kise's coming back. He's got one more year left, I believe. How do you know he's? Has he announced he's? 
has there been a let's go full letter written in Japanese? He hasn't messaged me yet, so that's when I'll know. Because as the the leading Kisei Tomonaga fan club member, he has like, reached out to me. By the way, there's several of you guys. But I I know this. I created it. I created a. I created a passionate group of fans. Mm. Mm. I'm looking up Kisei Tomonaga's name, and it's all just my tweets. No, it is not. It had yes, I swear. No, it's not. Cap. So much cap. All right. So Northwestern uh, is Chase IDs coming back? Um, I I don't know. Have they announced? I I know Bowie declared for the draft with you knowing kept his eligibility. Right. But I, I haven't seen anything about Adish. Yeah, but I don't know what's going on with um. I don't know what's going on. Of course, I get a DM. Do you know where Dalton Connect is going? <laughs> <laughs> I open up the. Uh, I open up my uh, my Twitter for one second, and that's the first thing I see. What a uh, what do you think Nebraska would be like if they got Silas Hepburn and Harrison Ingram? Ooh, that would be a fun team. Yeah, they would. Um, I think they could be a tur- a tournament team. I-, I think that's like a like an eight seed. Their depth wouldn't be great, though. No, but who needs depth? Great depth, unfortunately. I mean, for programs like that, though, how many times do you actually see programs have good depth? True. Right. Where like you just kind of need your top seven to just be your top seven all the way through. Right. Exactly. And then you hope, like in March, you go on a run. You're not competing for a national championship. (laughs) You're not. You're not UConn. You're not like eight, nine deep. Right, that's not happening. Right, you just got to get your best guys and just ride them all the way through. Um, Ohio State, I like what they've been doing. I love their roster. I like what they've been doing. Um, they were able to retain pretty much everyone that they needed to. Uh, Bryce Sensabaugh's, you know, going to be gone, but, you know, one of those addition by We knew that was happening. Yeah. But one of those addition by subtractions, right? You have, um, you're going to have a lot of freshmen played a lot of minutes this past year, be sophomores, more seasoned, um, and you get Jamison Battle. That's, in my opinion, a, an upgrade from suing. It's basically suing, except right. a little bit bigger, much better shooter. Um, I think that's an awesome addition. And then you look at what. Um, Akpara was in the last few weeks, and you look at you know Zed Key fixing his shoulder finally. Uh, I think that that'll be a huge deal for them too. Yeah, I <laughs> fixing his shoulder finally. Bro, Man, that guy was always grabbing his shoulder. His shoulder. Bro, every game we watch, two minutes in, he's grabbing his shoulder. At one point, I was like, I was like, is he really hurt, or does he like not want to play? Is it? Is this just like a? Is this a stress thing? When he's stressed out, he just like, grabs his shoulder. Like dude has like massive shoulder surgery. 
then like he's like out for the year. Like, oh okay, he was hurt for real. Every game. Look, before before I, I make a total pivot here, I I like this Ohio State roster. I do think they're gonna be up towards the top half of the league. I think Bruce Thornton, year two, is gonna be a monster. He'll probably be one of the better point guards in the league um next year and it'll probably get national attention at some point um he's always he's almost getting it after the big 10 tournament he was balling but i think he'll probably show that more often next year he's a truck he is a big dude you see lj crier to houston makes sense does make sense that team's gonna be Seems gonna be nice next I'm, year. I'm, yeah, but I'm surprised Tremont Mark left. I don't know why he bounced, but apparently he's choosing between Arkansas and Kansas. I want to say. Kansas State. Yeah, yeah, but you can go play with Tamar Bates in Kansas. <laughs> He'll be real mad as soon as he steps on campus. Um, yeah, Penn State. They only have two scholarship players. Uh, we won't really know because you know, like Mike Rhodes does have to form a team. Um, but you know, Kevin Enjai, Jamil Brown, like like these guys were these guys were Shrewsbury guys. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Uh yep. they... it's nice that he gets a clean slate though. Who? Uh Rhodes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. I think he that was bringing some dudes with them that could play in the Big Ten. It's different if they had gotten someone from like um like Niagara, who's a really good coach, but who's following him from Niagara and gonna have an impact in the league. You know what I mean? <laughs> true, true, true. No disrespect to the dudes over at Niagara. But um you know if you if you're coming into Penn State and you're able to bring over A ten player of the year, defensive player of the year, that's not a bad start for your first No that that, that those are building blocks, right? You can build right. around that. You can find role players. They'll be VCU light. I agree. <laughs> real light, real light. Which you know, it's going to be tough for them to compete in the league. It's especially day in and day out. But um, but the league isn't going to be as big this coming year. Won't be as big. So I think that's a plus for uh, the, for the guys who need to adjust to to a Big Ten to a Big Ten play, you know? Uh, let's see. MSU? Sure. Michigan State, nothing really. Pierre Brooks left. Everyone saw that coming. But, like, oh, there, there's probably going to be an, an, an announcement at some point here um, uh, about some, like, NBA draft stuff. But outside of that, Outside of that, like there's really nothing happening with Michigan State. Uh, they've like kind of touched on a few transfers just to see what the temperature was, but I haven't seen anyone like really serious uh, in terms of like the connection to Michigan State. And I think they're going to stay the course. I think they're more concerned about retaining the roster and seeing who's able to come back. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, MSU, again, going into next year is projected as one of the favorites, if not the favorite for the league. Um, I'll be interested to see, going to have such a good freshman class coming in. I'll, I'm interested to see what they do with Xavier Booker. 
Right. Because I think I was thinking about this earlier. You remember Noah Vonley at Indiana? Right. He was a guy that probably should have. St- I mean, he was a top 10 draft pick, but probably should have stayed at Indiana for another year. Right. Like that was the plan. Like they're building the roster around him being there for a second year. Um, and he does well enough his freshman year to go to the draft. Like I'm looking at this MSU roster and I'm like, it would be nice if Xavier Booker stayed two years. Right. Uh he probably does two years. He should, but I'm afraid that he's because of the role he's going to be playing, he's going to play enough minutes, and he's going to play. At what position, though? At the four or the five. We'll see. They'll probably rotate him in between both of those. A lot of four, and then we'll see who returns with like with either Malik or with Joey Hauser. Yeah, Joey can return. Yeah. What? <laughs> that guy needs to get a job. <laughs> Crazy. A job. Like like me. Get a job. It's nuts. Because he had like the red shirt year, then his first year like really didn't count, and then he got to play a couple years after that. Now this is his last year. Now this would be his last year. Like you're talking about I think this would be his sixth. Year. That is wild. Yeah, he came in and played 1819, transferred and registered in 1920, played in 2021, which didn't count as the year. This year was his fifth year, and he could play another year. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see where he plays, but I do think he probably plays the four and five, and I think he's talented enough to so he'll play some minutes. I'm just worried that he's going to play enough that NBA draft scouts are going to keep him in the top ten. Right, and then if you're a top ten pick, you just you're gonna go, All right? So I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. I think I think he's gonna play two years because he has he does have some habits that are that are pet peeves of mm-hmm. Izzo. And- I agree, but I think he has just has too much time, and he's gonna see the court. Dude, Izzo doesn't care about that. Like, you're either going to do what he says or you're not going to play. Like, play Blake. He doesn't care how good. I, th- I think Izzo whip him into shape, though. I think, like, he, again, he made the right decision to go to Michigan State for his yeah. development. Like, see, Izzo, ain't, Izzo isn't going to play around with him just, like, not pretending to play defense. Right? Like, that's not going to happen. Right. Right. And like it's like it's really all about his motor. It's really all his motor. Like, can you play at a high level for extended periods of periods of uh, periods of time? Yeah. So you know, he either becomes like, like Noah Vonley, or he plays enough and he gets a, he fixes his motor enough that he plays more than he probably should have been. Ends up a top ten pick, or he ends up like Khalil Ware, right? Where he barely plays his freshman year behind two bigs, and then ends up. You know, hopefully popping off sophomore year. Fingers crossed. Yeah, so I think he's he's going to be someone who um, who's there for at least two years. At least two years. At least two years. That'd be good for their program. It'd be it really be, good. It would be good. Um, Michigan. Michigan. We could do Michigan. Bless you. Bless you. 
we do Michigan. Um, so they've they've had a lot of action. They had two people transfer out. One was Isaiah Barnes, who didn't really see the floor much, and then Hunter Dickinson. People are calling him like the best transfer ever. Um, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. So like he's so he's so he's transferring, and then transfers in. They got Namari Burnett, former, you know, former, you know, four-star, bordering five-star recruit, um, who's had a couple of really bad injuries. Um, he's bounced around. This is his third school. He was at Texas Tech, then went to Alabama from the Chicago area. Then you got Trey Jackson, um, who played at Seton mm-hmm. Hall. Um, I really like him. Like talk, we were talking about Justice Sewing earlier. He reminds me of Sewing, except mm. like, he can shoot a little bit better, a little bit bigger. Um, but right. he just needs to be put in the right situation. Uh, when he committed, I I got a lot of texts from prep coaches that would just talk about like just like how talented, how talented that kid was. Like like a lot of really good, good feedback on him, and you can see in the tape like how. You know, the, like his level of play, you know, can be really good. He just needs the right situation. Um, then you have Caleb Love. Um, in my opinion, I, you know, I'm I'm not going to call him the, the best guard in the Big Ten because I don't think he is. Um, but I think he is the most talented. Um, now, how that looks like and how that translates to actual gameplay in the Big Ten, you know, it's you know, it could be either feast or famine. You're not going to get in between. It's either going to be, it's going to be exciting no matter what, right? Yeah. You're, you're either going to see a two for eighteen or you're going to see, you know, decent shooting. And you know, he's been a sub thirty-seven percent guy, something like that, like not efficient at all. Like at all in the slightest. No. <laughs> um, but if he can get to like man, what was um what was Donovan Mitchell at Louisville? Um Donovan Mitchell at Louisville was was like what, forty? Forty one? Yeah, but in his last in his last year. Okay, combined he was at forty-two from three thirty-three. So if we were to combine <coughs> his years, like I would take Caleb Love if he was forty-four percent from the field, thirty-five percent from three. I think that would be one hundred percent fine. I think that's asking a, a lot. So even just forty-one, forty-two percent from the floor, thirty-four, thirty-five percent from three. Um, with how talented he is, I think that would do numbers, in my opinion, and and that will be really really solid. He'll take a lot of shots. You know, he would take you know thirteen fourteen shots a game, average sixteen seventeen shot, average sixteen seventeen points. Um, right, but uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. We'll see if Jawan can really contain him. Um, I did hear that the people over in his camp are really excited, are really excited because they've seen what, you know, Jawan has done with, you know, 
with the perimeter off ball guys. You know, true. You know, as there is a track record at Michigan of of getting to the NBA, right? As from the off ball spot, and um, this is after JB, right? If you look at you know Franz Wagner being able to do what he was able to do, um, when you're looking at uh, getting Shandy. NBA love you know, goes a long way. Um, you know, yep. you know what? Whether what Kobe did was based off of Kobe's doing or Jawan's doing, that doesn't really matter. Like Jawan can always claim that, right? So, you know, Kobe right. being able to showcase himself in a way that that puts him into mid first round discussion, um, and Caleb Powell, inefficient he he was to still go. High second round goes a really, really long way. Um, for even for someone like Eli Brooks to still get in Exhibit Ten, which is the same contract that Kofi Coburn signs, uh, <laughs> goes a long, long yeah. way. So, um, and Caleb Love, out of all of them, pro- probably the most, probably the most just sheer, just sheer talent, just sheer talent. Um, Outside of probably Franz, outside of, but Franz is good because he's like six ten. He's just a freak. He's yeah, just a freak. Um, but just talent wise, like he's six four, but he's crazy fast, really explosive. Um, but his scary times are really really scary. But his good, his good can get them what? can like get them places. And we talked about it before. He's not going up against ACC guards. He's going up against Big Ten guards. There's a big difference turning the corner and seeing, sorry, but Kisei Tominaga, (laughs) (laughs) right? Or, you know, Mints or these bigger guards or these more athletic and quicker guys. You know, it's a lot different coming around and seeing Fletcher Lawyer and not Isaiah Wong there. You know, like, guys at Florida State. Like it's a lot different coming around, coming across and seeing, man. Like you're you are across from, uh, man. Who can I be disrespectful to right now? Like you're across from like Trey Galloway. Trey Galloway, right? You're across from Trey Galloway, and you're not across from like Matthew Cleveland at Florida State, or like Jalen. Guys who were just right. crazy athletic yeah. with length and all this stuff. So, um, I think that should play a part in it as well. And there are some good defending guards. I'm not saying that like like Cam Spencer, good defender. Um, Tyson Walker, um, AJ Hogard, good defender. I throw Xavier Johnson in there when he's healthy. Xavier Johnson, good defender. Well, there are some good defenders in the league, but as a whole, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of food in this league for him yeah. to eat who really can't contain him the same the same way that ACC guards can. Like, I'm, I'm just thinking about Michigan playing Purdue. Like, who on Purdue guards Caleb Love? There's not a single person on that roster that can. pray. <laughs> yeah. They just hope and pray he just is, misses a billion shots. Like, that, that – that is all. That's all that's happening there, right? Yeah. 
man. But like he's such a peak and valley player. Um, like the highs are so high, the lows are so low. Um, but again, Michigan's getting a guy that's won at at at, at the high level and is you know damn near almost won a national championship. Right, played in the national championship game. And like how how. How often are you getting a transfer that's played in the national championship game into your program? He's a winner. He had a really rough year this year um, for reasons that um, a lot of reasons, yeah. you know, and the, the, the chemistry just wasn't right. There. And so you, I think greener pastures, right? New beginnings. Like it, it's good. This is a good change for him. And I think with Michigan, he's going to get the shots, get the playing time. Um, you know, there is the chance for Michigan, right? The Hunter decides to return, right? There is, you know, it's a small chance, but there is the chance there, right? And then all of a sudden, you've got two guys that, you know, can really just take over the league, right? If, if you wanted them to as a tandem. Um, With Hunter, by the way, like, I'm thinking he's either going to be in the Big East, Maryland, or that guy, Michigan. Yeah. 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 yeah which is, you know. It'd be funny if he came back because then all the Michigan fans are gonna have to retract their anti-hunter agenda. That'd be fun. No, they'll still, they'll, they'll still be like, "Why is he back, man? He's not, he yeah, I know. Better. I know, I know. But like, I, I think a backcourt of Doug Caleb Love is fun. It's fun. It is more modern basketball esque. Um, you just need. You need Caleb to to actually have a improvement in multiple facets this summer. You need to improve from a skill perspective. I think he's got to get better shooting, and I think he's got to get more efficient. I think decision making just has to get better. It has to just slightly. It just it does. It, I'm not talking about a drastic change. He doesn't need to become the most efficient player of all time. It just when he he needs to recognize on nights when he doesn't have his A game, right? He he can't shoot his team out of a game. And he did that so often at UNC. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Um, especially in the national championship game. <laughs> yeah, that was rough to watch. <laughs> you know what he was in that game? He had 13 points, 5 for 24. 5 of 24. Yeah, I remember there was this uh, – Unreal, right? Un- Five, unreal. Hey, that guy was going to get his shots up. Five of 24. It's wild. Five of 24, but against Duke, probably probably their, big, their biggest game in, like, the rival's history, 11 for 20, 28 points. Yep. So, like, that's what you're – that's the fire you're playing with. And he plays the fire too. He plays with a little bit of chip on his shoulder. Yeah, he goes at he does it. He thinks he's the better guard no matter what is in front of him. He keeps going up against and I love that. Rose, CP3, Steph Curry. <laughs> he thinks that And he would think he's the best player on the court. And I love he that. He's the best player on the court. And I love that. You know what? That's gonna get someone get some guys going that could lose them some games, but either way, like you know. Like, man. From a basketball product, it's going to be so much fun to watch Michigan next year. Um, yeah. From a Michigan perspective, it's going to be infuriating. But 
Yeah. You know, like, again, if you're not going to be competing for a national championship, I only ask that you are competitive and entertaining. And Michigan will be competitive and entertaining. Yes. Yes. And Maddie has a good point. With Juwan's offense, he should get better shots than what he was getting. Yes, because I think Hubert Davis is overall really, really mid. I'm sorry if you're a Carolina fan watching this. You know, I call him Midbert to all my uh, to all my Carolina buddies. I call him Midbert. He's he's it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. But um, you know, like you know, his offense isn't that great. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be a lot better. He's gonna be a lot better. Uh, and since we've been talking, I'm like, yo, I'm about to go watch this North Carolina Duke game all over again to watch Caleb Love and Paolo Bancaro. Just go at it. Because I like Paolo. That was a fun We're game. We're going to watch Caleb Love 35 times next year. Like, you know, I'm going to go ahead and watch it. I'm going to rewatch yeah. it. He had 28. I want to see how he got that 28. I'm going to watch him on both ends just to, just to see. Like, what's his body language like when things are up, when things are down, what's happening? Um, then I'm, I'm going to watch the Kansas game, like what he was doing after misses. Would he he check misses? Like, it's like missing the same shot two times in a row. He's gonna be like, he checked, raindrops. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I know exactly what you well, mean. I think he's someone who has, like, amnesia when you're – and that can really be dangerous if you're not in a in, – an efficient player. Now, if you're a shooter, having amnesia is one of the best things because you're 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 zero for zero for the shot that you're taking right now. You know right. what I mean? You're not three of your last three. You're not zero oh, for your last three. You are zero zero. Am I going to make this one? Yes or no? If not, doesn't matter. So I'm going to take the same shot the next time I touch the rock. Right. Exactly. But like. You have amnesia when it comes to misses, but when you come to makes, you get more confident. So it's like the floor for a shooter, if you have amnesia, is way higher, right? Because then you're you're not in your head about missing a shot. Right. 100%. 100%. And if, again, if if there's improvements from love this offseason, he's got that. (laughs) He's got it. He's just – there's got to be – now he's got to get a little bit better. That's all it is. Yeah. It should be good, man. It should be good. I think Michigan is also talking to another big man, Will Baker out of Nevada. Uh, so 240. Yeah. 56% from the floor, 35% from three. I've been watching this stuff a little bit. Um, he would be like a pretty good Hunter replacement uh, if they do want to go with like Hunter Light. Like, but like with without the antics, Hunter Light without the antics, pretty much. Hunter Lake without the podcast. Right, without the podcast. Hunter Light with, without the podcast. Um. So yeah, I think we hit every team, no? Uh, oh, did we talk about Rutgers? We didn't talk Rutgers or Purdue? Did we talk Purdue? We did not talk Purdue either. I was Purdue. saving them till last. Let's talk Rutgers. Um, Paul Mulcahy, okay. Weird, weird stuff kind of happening with them. Uh, with Paul Mulcahy and his relationship with Rutgers and the fan base, like hates him. And I know you don't like like him because he tripped TJD that one game. Um, <laughs> but I 
I don't like them, but I also don't like when your fan base turns on a player for yeah, wanting to go into to the NBA. <laughs> like and testing the draft waters and figuring like I don't understand that. I just genuinely don't. Yeah, so that's what's happening with them. And then Cliff Amore, I think he's going to come back to Rutgers. Um, so that'll be good for them. Um, and they may be in on a transfer or two. We'll see. But they lost Oscar Palmquist, spot-up shooter, lefty. Uh, really, really didn't do much. Jalen Miller had a spot taken by uh, Geno Smith Jr. No, Geno Baker Jr. Geno Smith Jr. <laughs> That's Geno Smith. Okay, Geo Baker Jr. Um, yes. Derek Simpson, I think his name is, right? I think that's right. And yes. Dean Ryber you know, really didn't play that much as like a stretch four. Uh, not big losses, especially when you got Gavin Griffiths coming in, who's going to play a lot right away. Um, and they're hunting – I know he's like a, he's a 24, but they're hunting down um, Ron Harper Jr.'s brother. Dylan Harper, like that dude is nice. I think he's like a he's like a top five recruit in the. Indiana's also in for him as well, by the way. Well, I'm hearing it's a two man race, so I don't know why Indians even joining. Yeah, I don't. I don't Mike know. Winston either. is so cocky. He's so cocky, and I love like, it. I love it. Anyone? I know. He's so cocky. He's like, you know what, dude, Rutgers. Let's throw a name in the hat and mess some stuff up. Well, the thing is, he's cocky, but also I think he's got a fantastic eye for talent. Like I, every time I hear IU involved with somebody, I'm I go and I like look at them or I ask you about them, and everybody's like, "Oh, he's good." <laughs> every time. So again, I, they're they're doing something right at IU because again, they've been heavy on on. So you're saying they didn't look at Lance Jones? No, they did not. I did not look at Lance Jones. Him underwhelming. You who? I called who underwhelming? Lance Jones for Purdue, the transfer. I think he's. I think he's. Yeah. I. I. I again. I think for 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 the players that they were mentioned for going after, like L.J. Cryer and stuff like that, he is underwhelming. L.J. Cryer wasn't leaving the Big Twelve though. I think he just committed to Houston. He just committed. He's about to try on Mark. Just committed to Arkansas. Okay. Interesting. Must man. That's one. Of the, hey, eighty-three other transfers take a sigh of relief. They won't be contacted by by grad assistants anymore from Arkansas. Oh yes, they will. If someone hits the portal, they're gonna hit. A, dude, Arkansas could have twenty commits. They would still be out there. <laughs> God, yeah, contacting people. They're still out there going hard. Say, look, say, look, we'll put you on the wait list. <laughs> we'll put you on the wait list. <sighs> Arkansas, man, they're relentless. They, the they pigs. Really oh, they really are. They really are. I, I just, I do think that, that for the Purdue transfer, to me, it's just like, like, does that move the needle for Purdue? No. Um, I don't think no, so. It doesn't. I do like him, though. I do like him. Um, do yeah, but like he's just him. filling in the David Jenkins role. And it's like, okay, he'll play 10 minutes a game. But he'll 
but he'll be but he'll be a little bit more though. He'll be a little bit more. You think so? I thought David Jenkins was good. I thought David Jenkins actually deserved more playing time at the end of the year. Who? David Jenkins. I don't think he was ready. Especially on the ball. I just didn't I just didn't see enough burst and explosiveness. I thought from a hitting shot standpoint, maybe. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. He didn't play with that fire that I think Lance Jones can. Well, Brandon Newman's out. That's another guy left. There Purdue. was no room for him. Like he couldn't come back. He knew he couldn't. As much as he probably loves Purdue, he couldn't. Come yeah. Back. Like you have no, Braden Smith at the one. Fletcher's not giving up the spot at the two. Matt Painter loves Ethan Morton to play thirty minutes a game. And then Miles Colvin is going to play. He's just not going to come in and just not play. Yeah. Um, Cam Heidi, I'm really interested to see if they find minutes for him, the red shirt guy. We're really interested there. Um, we'll see, man. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Could they have gotten? Could they have gotten a better person? Maybe, but that bumps Braden Smith as a backup. You know, and do you like? Do you want that long term? I don't think Peter wants that long term. No. Um, I was saying that they they need a, a they, like I guess they need a pro guard. They don't got a pro guard. Yeah, or they wait. don't have one. They still don't have one. Unless Fletcher Lawyer gains like twenty five pounds and grows to like six eight. I think Catchings could be a pro. Yeah, but he's what a junior in high school. Yeah, like, that's a long way away. It's <laughs> a long way away. To yeah, save him from a double digit seed loss. oh they're never gonna live that down and again this year again again no like no they're not gonna live it down again this happened three straight years like let's let's take a step back and understand that this happened three straight years you lose to north texas in indiana you lose to st peter's and then you lose to st peter's should have been a 16 seed by the way and then they lose to an actual 16 seed, one of the worst teams to ever make the tournament who shouldn't have even been there. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. I can't mean this. Which means they're going to win the Big Ten next year and lose to to the goal seed again. I'm not going to care. I'm not going to care one iota. Purdue fans shouldn't either. I know. If Purdue fans, like, yes, that shows the testament of your program. It really does. Um, it's high on the – it's high on the, hey, do you want this? Is this part of your goals? 1,000%. It 1,000% it is and should be part of your goals, and that's great. That's awesome. But – at the end of the day, you got to compete in the tournament. I'm not saying go and win the whole thing. I'm just saying beat who you're supposed to beat. If they lost to Memphis or FAU, I don't think anybody would have been surprised. Would you have been surprised? 
I mean, they're a program. Their their last Final Four is what? Yeah. So if they had lost to FAU or Memphis, nobody would have been surprised. If they had lost to like who else is in there? If they lost right. to Tennessee, nobody would have been surprised. If they had lost in the Elite Eight to some like. If they lost to Kansas State, like nobody would have been surprised. If they had lost to Mark, like n- the only team that surprises them in this situation is the first game. That's cool. yep. That's, that should be a gimme for every one seed. Absolute <laughs> a, gimme. It's a 16 seed. Absolute gimme. But they kept messing around. They could have extended the lead once or twice, and they didn't. They just didn't really run their offense. They went all in. Fairly, fairly Dickinson went all in with putting, like, guarding Edie with, like, two and a half guys the whole game. And Purdue had nothing for it. And just from a talent standpoint, like, Purdue should be able to win that game without coaches. Like, that's Absolutely. another issue. Like, your guys aren't even good enough to go ahead and just win this game despite what you're doing out there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, it's just a complete and utter disaster class. Um, and I, I'm sure Purdue fans just like, can we not talk about this right now? Right, like, <laughs> we're talking about Purdue again. But I just love how it, it always goes back to that because – Every because they're the they leaders do, in the conference in basketball and they can't they're just an embarrassment every, every move year. they do it goes right to does this get them in contention of, of a final four it, yeah and the answer is that transfer no it doesn't it, right it, it, doesn't. It, it, compl- it doesn't and that's why it underwhelms me he could be a great player he could average 10 points a game next year for them it's still gonna underwhelm me because I know at the end of the day he's not a guy that pushes the needle for them just That's doesn't. True. I can see that. That's true. That's true. That's true. I'm I'm with you there. And and like I sit there, I sit here as as a Big Ten fan, and and I got it closely follows Purdue for obvious reasons, and I, I can't help but be like, yeah, well, it's another year of us watching them run through the Big Ten and then lose to a double digit seat. It's just gonna, it's going to happen. Making everyone look just just makes the league look so bad. It makes the league look so bad, man. And I feel bad for Zach Eady too, because like he's a player. Yeah, that's the that, player that, that deserves. He deserves to have a good team built around him. And I'm just sitting here. I'm like, meh. But you know what? They do have talented players. Like Caleb First is very talented. Fletcher Lawyer is talented. Like they do. Yeah, but do they stay? They do have talented guys. That's my thing. It's like, is is Zach Eady leaving? Yes, oh. yes or no? Do you know? Is he leaving? I have no idea. I'm assuming he's if staying. He stays, I mean, like, I don't know how first or TKO. One one of them has to go. <laughs> they can't stay. They need playing time. We're back to this conversation again. I feel our podcasts always circle around this, but they do. Like every time Purdue comes comes up, it's like it's like a little bit of. PTSD every time. It's just like, oh my gosh, no, 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 no. Oh, exactly. Big Ten exactly. Is, hashtag the Big Ten is mid is like 98% Purdue's fault. 
Yes, I, I would actually attribute ninety nine percent Purdue's fault because Purdue Purdue doesn't nice. I'll be nice, but you went with yeah. the curve. Okay. No. By the way, the Haley Van Lith thing apparently is going. She's going to LSU. That would be hilarious. And I don't think LSU is going to be that good next year. I think I think Mulkey is a really good coach. Uh, they got to up their non-conference game though. They they got to play Iowa next year. They have to. They have to play Iowa next year, and I hope they play in Iowa City. Can you imagine the size? Of the American flags that are going to be in that parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be more than just American flags in that parking lot. There's going to be some of the loser team flags in that parking lot as well. Oh, oh. oh. what loser team? I don't know what you mm. mean. You know the one with like the that's on belt buckles. You know. The people. the people that lost to the North. Oh, that lo- that losing team. Yeah, that losing team. Mm. Yeah, the one that like looks very similar to the American flag. If you're like mm. tripping on acid, it's like American flag and the Jamaican flag combined, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where the the stars are actually just two stripes. Yes, <laughs> two <laughs> two stripes intersecting at the middle. Yes, that 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 losing team flag. Yes, that losing team flag, man. Oh. The 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 team that lost to General Custer. <laughs> oh man, have you ever been to Iowa? I have been to Iowa. I actually kind of like Iowa City. Have you ever been to a come and go? I have I have gone into a come and go and left a new person. What's in there? Because we've it's like we used to like we so like we used to have like shoot around like always during the day, right? So we'd go and have shoot around. We would leave and we would turn left and we would see that come and go gas station right there. We would just die die laughing every single. Day. We're like no way this is real. <laughs> no, not a chance. Not a chance. Yeah, it, it's real. Um. What was in there? Donuts. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I went in there to go to the bathroom and left very very quickly. Is it a sheet or is it like any other? No, it's like it, it, it's like Seven Eleven. Okay. You know they have like the hot dogs on the rotisserie thing and do they have normal like, gas station? Uh... It's not like it's not like Sheets or Wawa or anything like. It's not like a souped up gas station. It's not a Speedway. Oh, it's not souped up. Fuck, no. souped up gas station. I'm telling. You. Kind of a game. Kind of a game changer. Honestly, it is. You know what? I think there's like money to be had out there. Like someone really had bread, they can get into like the souped up gas station game and really change it. Because mm-hmm. I think there's more that can be done with that. I think there's more that can oh, be yeah. done. With that, honestly, I, I I agree. I've always thought that if you have like a nice souped up gas station and you made it so it was like almost like a Starbucks esque, where people could like rest there, yeah, right. Like you put it on the side of the highways, right? And you made it like a coffee place, and you had a little seating area inside of it. Max, but people would actually sit and chill inside because. 
there's a lot of times like you, know, you don't want to sit in your car anymore. You've been sitting in your car the whole time you've been driving, but you could use a 30 minutes where you're just sitting there sipping coffee, looking at your computer. And and on top of that, connected with like DoorDash and have your kitchen be good enough. Like yeah. Wawa does that. Sheets does that. Wawa does that. Yeah. Sheets. You ever order from Sheets, DoorDash? It's really, really cheap. We don't have a Sheets. So we have Wawa down here. We don't have Sheets. Like uh, my brother up in State College has Sheets. Do you guys have Piggly Wigglies? My... No, no, no. We have we have Winn-Dixies. And we have Publix. You got real country right there. You said Winn-Dixies. Yeah, Winn-Dixie. Yeah, Winn-Dixies. Yeah, you went deep south right there. Yeah, we, we got the – we have the supermarket heritage, Winn-Dixie. Winn-Dixies. Hey, Piggly Wiggly, talking about a great name for for a uh, grocery store. Have you, had, uh, have you ever had Purple Drink from Piggly Wiggly? No, no. I've only been in Piggly Wiggly once in my entire life. Man. So good. Purple, purple drink, so good, bro. Purple drink from Piggly Wiggly. All right, I'll remember it's Water, that. sugar, uh, and uh, Dave Chappelle says purple. <laughs> purple. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good, though. It's pretty good. I'm a Publix. I'm a Publix stan. You know who loves Publix? Trailer Park Rick who? loves Publix. He goes to Publix. Hey, he's got good taste. He goes man. to like the public parking lot, walks around and records for like ten minutes, just on complete nonsense, and then posts it on Twitter. It's amazing content. <laughs> I mean, that's the best. That's the the best thoughts happen when you're sitting in your car at Publix. So it's true. Oh my goodness, I'm telling you, dreaming about the subs, public subs. Yeah, they have like a. Like a sandwich counter, you can go and like make your own sandwiches. And public public subs are actually like it's at the best sub shop. It's just in the it's in the grocery store. Mm. They got all that like fancy ass boar's head meat you can put on your sandwich. They got like meat? is that like from a boar's head or is just that's like great. no, that's just a brand. Uh. But it's like nicer, and they have like I always get the chicken tender sub. So you just like stuff it full of chicken tenders. So good. Mm. So good. Every time. It hit slaps every time. It sounds delicious. It sounds delicious. Um, I think we're done though. I think we're good. Are we done? Oh, what were your since we didn't do one for the end of the national championship game, what are your thoughts on the national championship game real fast? Uh, it was okay. Um yeah, I didn't think that San Diego State had much of a shot, uh, and they they looked like they didn't. <laughs> but you saw when, like, I don't think UConn played. They didn't play the teams that could really expose them. And what could really expose them was right. um, uh, was uh, was really getting after was were guys that could like really get after their um after their after their guards. Like they would have been exposed by Houston. Had yes, Houston they would fun. have. They would have because 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 UConn got away with playing a shooting guard at point guard. 
and yeah. nobody tested that. Yeah. Nobody tested that. Um, so they got lucky. But it's just one of those things where, hey, the UConn's, hey, UConn, it's all about matchups. It's all about matchups, bro. And, you know, some upsets happened, some upsets went through, and boom, voila. Win a win a chicken dinner. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you can't fault. They beat every team on the schedule, right? Exactly. And in their side of the bracket, that's what happens, right? Exactly. You could just pull a Purdue and lose to a sweet 16, or a 16 seed. Right? Exactly. So. Then that whole region opened up. Well, that region was opened up as soon as selection Sunday happened. But um, – <laughs> Oh, I'm out. Y'all be easy, man. Later. Later.